Saunders. And I'm Rachel Gardner. I feel I should bring the traffic update. That back. was really professional. Was, That's the it? most professional one There's we've done. There's lots of traffic on the roads out there, people. Yeah, the wheels are coming off now. They are. <laughs> All right, well, look, thank you for coming back to us uh, for a third week. Yes, and, it's great. Uh, uh, we're really, really glad that you are, are part of this, mm. and we really mean we want you to be part of it. So uh, we mentioned this the first time around, but I'm just going to reiterate it now. We are doing this because... Uh, we really want to um, create a bit of community amongst youth workers. We want to um, uh, give everybody a, a sort of once a week place we can check in and discuss ideas. And, and we want you to be a part of that. This is not just us kind of broadcasting stuff to you. So first of all, we love your contributions. Email in your thoughts, your suggestions um, uh, about youth ministry uh, to podcast at youthscape.co.uk. But also we'd love it if you helped us to shape uh, this podcast. So we're hoping that as we uh, grow and evolve this thing, uh, it will become more and more the podcast you want to listen to. And it might be you want less of me, or it might be that you want um, less silly games, or well, more. I'm start emailing now. Can more, I have more, less of Martin. Less of Martin, yeah. There we go. <laughs> more of um, uh, the silly games or whatever. But we really do need your help in shaping this thing. Um, so, so drop us a line. Uh, podcast at youthscape.co.uk um, because you may be sitting there thinking oh do you know what this there's, there's actually this one thing about what they're doing that really annoys me or there might be something i wish they would talk more about this thing don't just sit there and feel grumpy about it drop yes, us a line contact us. and we'll change we would love to hear we I will can change, change. We i can, can change we can change and remember the door is always open we are here in luton and we would love you to come and see us and we'd love to come and see you as well so let's uh, keep relationships going that would be really exciting. We should do a, a podcast on the road. Oh my goodness. That, no, that would be quite a shock, wouldn't it? Live. Good, yes. Podcast Is live. It? Can you do a podcast live? I, I don't know. I think it's called just having a coffee with somebody. Yeah, probably. I think it's called the old school way, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, great. So, we've got a really exciting interview uh, lined we up have. for today. We have. A very lovely man. And I have to say, this interview feels quite quick because we were trying to squeeze in before he left. But he had so many nuggets of gold uh, yeah. that we're going to chat about a bit later, aren't we? He's yeah. A good guy. Really yeah, right. so let's. Why don't we hear it? So you met with Luke Hamilton from Alpha. Yeah, and uh, you had a chat about what they're up to, what's coming down the line from there. Yeah. Um, so let's listen to uh, your chat with him, and then let's have a, a chat ourselves about some of the. Uh, well, I think just to tease it, I think we're going to be fessing up about some of our great youth work mistakes, aren't we? Yeah, we so are. Just prepare for that. Them, yeah. So here's your interview. The Youthscape Podcast. So I'm here with Luke Hamilton from Alpha. And the great thing is I had to run out and get some lunch. So I gave Luke the fob and said, Luke, show yourself around Youthscape. And you didn't get lost, did I you? I didn't get lost. <laughs> I had a little explore. And yeah, did you change the locks? I like... changed the locks and I had copied your fob. So oh, I have access to that. That's Alpha has access to Youthscape. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Luke, tell us a bit about what you, what, what's happening. So Alpha is all around evangelism, engaging people of all ages with uh, the good news of Jesus, but with a real focus you have around youth. Yes. So tell us what you're seeing in terms of youth evangelism and evangelism among young people. Tell us about that. Yeah. yeah, so we're just really excited to see youth themselves take ownership of evangelism to their peers. I think for so often, um, not just us at Alpha, but I think the church, we've been continually, um, it's been on our agenda to resource youth leaders or maybe parents to help 
young people share their faith or to encourage young people to encounter Jesus for possibly the first time. But what's so exciting is we want to see those young people themselves not only have a faith, but then have that passion and are equipped and resourced and given the confidence that they maybe so often lack to then share their faith with those around them. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to be in school, in football, in ballet, spending so much time with um, under 18s across this country. And yeah. they're the ones that um, are often trusted enough to have those conversations and, and to bring their faith yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. Friends. I love I love you. So you said to me a few times, actually, about inspiring young people with confidence. But mm. I suppose people listening to this, we are youth workers, so we are mm. leaders of leaders. Yeah. And uh, why is it important for us to catch mm. a vision of empowering young people to be evangelists themselves? Why is that so important? Yeah, so I think it's something that we want young people to do now, but also it's a principle and it's something we want to be doing in their faith for years and years to come, no matter their age. We want to be uh, equipping them now to share their faith for a lifetime. And there's this principle that we uh, talk about a lot at Alpha, but I think many youth workers across the country are already doing this, but it's the whole idea of equipping them and giving them the platform and opportunities to share their faith, to maybe lead in worship band at church or to develop their uh, leadership potential. But then also it's providing those safety nets, if you like, where as youth workers we're uh, picking them up when it gets messy or when it doesn't go wrong or they're embarrassed or um, they're maybe a little bit scared to try it again. We're there cheering them on every step of the way. So I think it's really exciting pairing that equipping and resourcing, mm. but also that pastoral support. Absolutely. And that, um, that yeah, recipe of the two, I think. Absolutely. Not so we're not setting young people up to fail, but we're mm. saying when it's tough. And Jesus said that to his disciples, didn't he? Yeah. That was his model. Yeah. And I suppose there's power in the mention mm. when it gets difficult. Mm. And you've almost given permission then for that, haven't you? So, Luke, I would like to ask you, um, if you can think of one thing in your experience of talking with young people about sharing Jesus that, that, that you've picked up is a real barrier that we as youth workers need to be aware of. What would you say is one of the big barriers for our Christian young people when it comes to sharing their faith with their friends? What do, mm. they, what, what do they have to get over first? Yeah, so I think it's quite a simple one. It's the barrier of preparation. I think so often I uh, used to be a youth pastor myself and so often I found myself talking to youth about potentially one day sharing their faith or calling them emerging leaders where one day they'll potentially be able to lead their friends to Christ. But I think that language is so unhealthy because these young people, they're not emerging. They're not going to one day be in a position of leadership and a position to evangelise, but they're in a position right where they are today. So it's about changing and moulding that language so we're actively equipping them for where they are now, not just setting them up for the future. And I think in schools and in their career prospects and whatever they're thinking about, they're continually thinking, oh, I need to do this so that one day I can become mm. this or one day I can become this. Whereas we need to be talking about the here and now, where they're placed, who's around them. That um, is brilliant. Yeah, do you know that I feel totally challenged to cut to the core because I'm just thinking about my group on a Sunday morning and I'm sure I've done exactly that. Mm. So I'm going to change. Come on, listeners, you, let's Amazing. all change together. But that's brilliant. So actually not referring constantly to one day in the future. And the reason we do that is because we don't want our young people to walk out of our session with this heavy burden yeah. of, oh my goodness. But actually we want them to have that real urgency that, mm. and, and that sense, I can do it now. Yeah, I can just name drop Jesus, to use a Miriam Swaff comment, I can just name drop Jesus wherever I am. Fantastic. So that's one key barrier for us to be aware of. What would you say is something that uh, we as youth workers, as disciple makers could do to really encourage young people this week? So what could be one really positive thing that we could do around sharing Jesus? What do you think? Yeah, I think um, I would say stories, storytelling. I think it's key in a position of leadership, which so many of us um, have in the youth space. We need to share stories, not only of when it was all shiny and successful and went really well, but just sharing stories of when it 
did go wrong. And when it wasn't <gasps> wait a minute, look, seriously, is that okay to share stories where it goes wrong? It's definitely Would okay. you be prepared to share a story with us about when it goes wrong? Have you got yeah, one? Yeah, I would. I would. Have you got too many to share really? I have too many, there's too many to choose Yeah, okay, well, we'll, we will take, we'll take it as read then. But that's a great point, isn't mm. it, actually? Not setting us young people this mm. vision that it has to be about yeah, talking in the, in the fruit aisle in Tesco's and everyone becomes Christian sort of thing, yeah. but it is that kind of, I, I had a conversation that it didn't go anywhere, but that's okay. Yeah, it's those realistic Brilliant. expectations of what Brilliant. could happen if they told their friends Brilliant. about Jesus. because we love Jesus so much, we want to share mm. him. Luke, it is awesome having you here Thank with us. You. Thank you so much. And uh, you were telling me that and in terms of the Youth Alpha film series, there's more films coming out soon, is that right? Yeah, so we're currently filming, and on October the 1st, 2017, we'll be launching the refreshed, reimagined, rebranded Alpha Youth series, which will be Amazing. available as always free of charge for any anyone that's interested brilliant and also Luke, there's something else happening in the autumn in 2017 isn't there do you know what's happening in birmingham i do do I've you what is rumors. it what's it it's called pretty exciting. do you know what it's, it's called this is a test yes, it's it's the national youth ministry weekend and people i didn't even have to write that down he knows it <laughs> look that is brilliant. we're really hoping you're going to come and join us for that weekend so yes. that is brilliant so new youth alpha films out on october the 1st free that is brilliant let's make sure we get hold of those and luke thank you so much for all you do and i'm going to take away that i'm not going to call them emerging leaders they are leaders now that is absolutely brilliant thank you luke. thanks for having me the youthscape podcast so great to hear a brief chat with uh, luke hamilton from alpha there uh what what's some of the things that jumped out to you from from meeting with Luke and talking to him about evangelism? Well, I, I knew because every single time you ever listen to Luke talk about evangelism, he is always talking about empowering young people to be mm. evangelists. I just I love that. There are some people that you just the moment they open their mouth, you just know what they're about, and that's so key. But what really interested me, and I I sort of you can hear me sort of reacting quite strongly, is he really challenged the language of emerging leaders. Mm. Didn't he? He really said, don't keep referring to them as emerging leaders as if one day they'll be let loose and one day they'll yeah, lead. Interesting. They are leaders. And I, that really stuck with me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do we? Can we call them young leaders? Is that allowed? Or should they just be leaders? I think Luke's just saying, just leaders. You know, yeah. why, why qualify that in any other way? So that... And that, that has affected, actually, how I refer to the young people in my group. Now, he's like... He's like uh, all the great wisdom on this seems to suggest that the best way to reach young people is through young people. It's mm. what Youth for Christ would say. Mm. It's what lots of other groups would say. Um, that evangelism works best as peer evangelism rather than uh, a guy or a girl standing on a, on a stage and, uh, and telling a big room of people that they need to follow Jesus. It, mo- it works much most, most effectively. It's a dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. A personal relationship. Yeah, now, I, so I've I got a question there because I, uh, obviously I've run youth groups and, and small groups of young people, Christian young people for, for many years. When you raise the idea of them actually talking to their friends about Jesus, often, theoretically, that sounds like a brilliant idea. The reaction of young people through the ages, I have my ages, mm. I'm old now, I have ages, uh, through, through my ages, has been um, one of sort of slight shock and horror and can't you do it? Can't you reach my friends? The idea that they've got to go into school and start telling their friends about their Christian faith fills them with terror. What do you, you know, what, what do you do about that? How do you, how do you begin to um, address that, that, that challenge? Yeah, I mean, that, that's very interesting, isn't it? Because I think there's probably enough argument for it, enough argument against it. And I, I guess Luke's approach is you just choose an approach and you you empower young people for that approach. 
Um, and he also makes a very good point that we're not just about helping young people share their faith now, but actually that they can develop the skills, mm. that it's a lifelong sharing faith. Mm. Um, because I think the flip side is that although there are young people who think, gosh, where do I start? And, and we might have been those young people ourselves. There are also other young people that are like, well, of course I'd share my faith. It's what it's what I'm into. And yeah. so some of them wouldn't understand our approach that says, now we know you feel a little bit nervous and we just want to give you a little kind of resource. They're like, well, I, I just talk about what I'm into. Yeah. That's, yeah. If my friends don't like it, they don't like me. You know, that's, yeah. So I think we are dealing with young people who are approaching this. So it's maybe about us being sensitive about the barriers that our particular young people mm. face rather than mm. us assuming that they're going to be going for it or not going for it. Let's yeah. be let's be listening and tuning into them. One of the things that he does talk about is um, he says about the times that it goes wrong. We've got to share yeah. those stories with our young people when we've got it wrong. So Martin, who's going first? You or me? Wow, from yeah, our catalogue. Well, <laughs> back history. We let him off the hook a little bit. We did. I can't believe I did that. So he he sounded like he had a really I think he had a awful, juicy one, juicy didn't he? one to share. I missed that. I I mean I have to be honest. I have a catalogue. Yeah, of know. failure stories. Mm. Let's say if I look back over my long and indistinguished career as a youth worker, it's mainly failure. <laughs> it's mainly it's mainly messing up. So maybe I'm not the person to be doing this podcast, let alone this this question. Um, but there are a couple that really stick in my mind. Um, I remember running a small group where um, a couple of the guys weren't Christians, mm. and I ended up watering down. The Christian message to them so horrifically to try and just get them to feel like they were part. We're trying it. to find the point at yeah. which they'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, then yeah, we'll go for this." And oh, I'd heard, gosh. I remember, just this thing I'll sticks in my memory. I remember, um, you're going to judge me after this, okay? It's a long time ago. Okay. Um, but but I, I remember this uh, talk that somebody gave at the youth work uh, conference a long, long time ago about how Jesus turned water into wine at the end of the wedding when everyone was already, you know, drunk. could have quite drunk. So Jesus, so I kind of, I, I, oh, do you know where I, I went? I can see where this I kind of was like, hey kids, Austin. don't worry. Jesus, he he got, he got gave drunk people more wine. And I was like, as the words left my mouth, I was like, what are you doing? You're, you're essentially saying Jesus just trying to license like to sing people to sin. Of course I don't believe but, that. But the key question is, did it work? No, <laughs> absolutely not. So these kids, first of all, oh. they would have looked at me and be like, don't try and be cool. No. Don't try and be down to our level. Don't yeah. do that. But also, you know, I often think young people just just look at our watered down kind mm. of version of trying to make Christianity culturally relevant for them. The bar mm. so low that it's accessible to their culture. And they think, well, why on earth would I, yeah. why would I give my life to that? And good on them for having more yeah. space, isn't it? I think that's the thing. I, I, I do have countless Come on stories then. as well. Come one of yours. Well, actually, I have quite a recent one. It's not a teenager. It's a mum in a park. So I spend quite a lot of my time when I'm not working and not doing youth work in a park with little ones. And, um, and I'm like, well, if I'm going to ask my young people to be talking with their peers mm. about Jesus, my peers are these mums in this park. And I sat next to this woman on a bench and and just try to engage her in conversation about faith to the point that she actually asked me to stop talking to oh. her. It was just, oh, no. It was just oh. so what did you What did you do? I'm like, I think I blanked it out. But I, I just said, oh, I'm really sorry. And I just left the bench. I just thought, oh, my oh. goodness. Actually, this is really important because I am so embarrassed and I, yeah. actually I need to feel that. that yeah. Because actually, as a, I am 40. As a 40-year-old woman, when I talk to young people about sharing about faith, I've often forgotten that feeling of sheer excruciating oh, embarrassment. It's agonising. 
And my daughter didn't want to leave the park, so I had to still remain in the park oh. <laughs> with this woman there as well. Like, I think that was quite a helpful, humbling moment. You know, I remember, these are just going to come tumbling out yeah, now. Yeah, they are now. But okay. I remember being, up, being like 14, 15, earnest, young, new convert to Christianity. Yeah. And my form tutor, I'd, I'd caught wind that he may be receptive Somebody, somebody in the Christian Union network had had identified him as a uh, as one of the staff members who was receptive to the Christian message. This is, story is so 1993, and um, and basically, uh, I went up to him and I it, it took everything within me to walk up to him and say, um, "Sir, I'm getting baptized at the weekend. Would you like to come?" Oh, that's amazing! Uh, yeah, it was amazing. I'm what so was proud his of myself. Response? One word. He just went no like that in a really. Harsh, strong. Oh, I've had a vendetta against the man ever since. Wow, let's, I, let's I, I now identified where he lives, and and I send poison pen letters through his. What? I don't really do. No, that. he doesn't really. Do but that. um, but uh, the the truth is that moment was definitely a, a sort of watershed moment, mm. formative moment for me, where I was like, oh, mm. when I go up to people and ask them the difficult questions about, yeah. uh, you know, about whether they want to engage with the, my Christian story, they're going to say no. And I found that really, and I think young people, yeah. we've we got yeah. to, nobody really, I, I loved my youth workers, but nobody really helped me cope with, with what happened there. And actually it was so formative. Mm. We, we need to help young people cope with when they, they, get, they do yeah. get knocked so back. So imagine then if had you gone to the youth group and your youth worker had shared a, 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 sto- a hilarious yeah. story, a story just about it going horribly wrong, yeah. suddenly... The, the the emotional weight of that is lifted a bit, yeah, isn't it? And, yeah. and yeah, absolutely. And it's gonna it's gonna happen like that. I think I I love listening to Luke and his real passion because you you cannot help but pick up from him that conviction that of course I'm gonna share Jesus. I love Jesus, and I think he does this brilliant thing of holding in one hand the realism that it's difficult. People will walk away. They might ignore you. It might be really difficult for a time. Mm. You might feel really awkward. But on the other hand, we're going to do this, aren't we? Mm. We're all in. And I think he raises a high bar. And I think that's quite exciting. I'm excited to see these films coming mm. out, these new films in October. Because I think we really want to be creating that real energy around the topic of evangelism for our young people. So they're really, so it feels natural. It feels, of course, I'm going to share what I'm passionate about. And mm. if it doesn't go anywhere, that I can see that's okay as yeah, well, but yeah. I'm living one life online, offline. It's one life with yeah. Jesus. I love it. Now, producer Rachel, we yes. have two Rachels. So we have yes. you, Rachel, and then we have the silent, silent producer Rachel. We love her. She's great. I like that jingle. Yeah, I like it very she much. She provides us with biscuits. Can you listen to this? These yeah. are sweet meal digestives. Yeah. Beautiful. Other digestive biscuits are available. <laughs> are available. So you, you uh, she's us. holding up a little sign which said... Stop! Please! Stop! No, sorry, that's not It that said, uh, tweet us your horror stories. Oh. So your your youth work and youth evangelism horror stories at yes. Youthscape. Do you think people are going to have enough rooms? Do you? In 140... These are going to be epic stories. Yeah. So we might we might be trending. If they're really... Yeah. If they're really uh, horrific, yeah. then you might want to email us instead. Podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Yeah. Tweet us when it all goes horribly wrong. I, ju- I, I think there's still more to come from you, though. Come on. Because we've had your... We've had your park bench story. Let's have another, yeah, okay, so another Rachel one. Gardner another disaster. One is, and this was quite a long time ago. In the days, in the days when you could have young people sat in the front of your car with you. And this particular girl, I was like, she's so close to faith. And she wanted a, a lift home from church youth group. And I think I've been getting her along the last three weeks with a promise of McDonald's. And all that kind of yeah. stuff. So I thought, I'll be really clever. 
she she's 15 she probably doesn't really know the route from the church to her house i could actually take her by the m25 and give ourselves a nice long slot of time because this is going to be the moment she's in my car mm. and i'm going to share your prisoner she is my pr- i mean honestly yeah. Yeah. again this does not reflect well in terms of safeguarding it was a long time ago people when that was okay it was before safeguarding it was before safeguarding ever existed anyway so uh we start this long journey it's all going really well and then as we're on the slip road going onto the M25, I, I can't remember quite what I asked her, but it became blatantly clear that she did not want to talk about faith. And that was it. And as we got on the slip road, we got into the most heavy traffic. Oh, no. <laughs> It's about an hour's journey to oh, get no. home with this poor young person who not only was feeling, I don't want to talk about this, but I totally know that you've completely engineered this entire thing. I mean, amazingly, she, we are still each other's lives. She's now in her yeah. early 20s. We've got a great relationship and we laugh about that time. But it was so horrendous because I was like, oh my goodness, I am being manipulative and it's really obvious that I'm being manipulative and it's really backfired. Isn't there something nice about the fact that God doesn't honour our manipulative <laughs> oh, <laughs> activities? Absolutely. He's like, she's got nice. free will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. loving her more than you right now, Rachel. I love it. Woo! I love so, it. Um, and then I, there's probably loads I can't quite remember. But I but... think these, these stories of failure are, yeah. are really important. It's a really good thing for us as, as youth workers to get into the habit yeah. of talking about and being comfortable with yeah. in, uh, our failures. Actually, we learn. You know, mm. we grow mm. through our failures. Like, we grow far more through our... I mean, like you on Instagram, frankly. But you grow far more through your failures. Have you got a nice picture for it? Uh, of clowns. <laughs> than, than through your successes. It's true. Yeah. And I, I think... You know, one more from me, which isn't particularly funny, but I'm gutted about this because I, a few years ago, I had a young person come to me uh, who was incredibly passionate, just mm-hmm. found faith for a, in a new way. He'd always been kind of connected with church, but he found it in a new way. And he was so unbelievably off the chain passionate about Jesus. I basically counseled him to calm it down a bit because I just felt like he was going to alienate himself and he was going up to people in the street and giving them prophetic words and all that sort of stuff and they were none of them were accurate it was all you know it kept embarrassing himself no uh, but it was it was so brilliant when I look think back of it I've never seen a young person so unbelievably passionate and actually um, you know, I didn't deal with it very well. I didn't. Mm. I didn't help him cultivate that fire and 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 help him to um, uh, take that into the long term. Mm. I I just was like, hey, you know, you might want to try and be a bit more moderate and measured and sensible yeah. and fit in and a bit you more. Hear with yourself, your... don't and you hear yourself. You hear that back. That's more about me and not about them. Now, Absolutely. thankfully, thankfully, he God is bigger than me, and uh, and he is. You know, is he called J John? The young man, <laughs> yeah, the young man, is, and he's now called J John. He, he's he's uh, he's doing great. He's yeah, doing great. Yeah. And, I, and I, I saw him the other day. He, all is fine. Yeah. But actually, we need that to talk about these moments yeah. where we really blow it, and we need to help each other through. But that's what this podcast, I think, is about as well. Because I, we are both now sort of bearing our soul a little bit. Because I think there's the funny stories like me and the girl in the car, and, and all is fine with her now. And um, but but then there's a, the really sad stories. And my husband and I ran a, a Bible study in our house for about five years, every week. And it was a regular group of five young people. They were from the local community. They're not church kids. They worked, they were parts of the gangs that we were working with. They wanted to find out more about faith. For five years, we had them in our home every week. And, and not a single one of them at the moment is living for Jesus. And it is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And I think it is those stories where we say, like, what is this? What 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 do we do wrong? And I think we do have to do what you're saying. Take a long, hard look at what 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 is God teaching us through this? Yeah. Where could we have 
brought more challenge. We know that it's God's spirit that convicts. It's God's mm. spirit that says that's not our work. That's God's work. But did we get in the way with stuff? And, and it is sometimes we have to face a real disappointment that actually it doesn't. And not everyone that met Christ followed him. No. Did they? So actually no. we're, in, we're in good company. But I think what I love about what Luke brings is. He breeds confidence, I think, into us as youth workers and youth disciple makers, that actually this is a core part of what we do, that we are modelling the behaviour that we long to see our kids mimic. Mm. And one thing my husband, Jason Gardner, I want to name drop him because I love him, he's gorgeous, but he says quite a lot in our church context is, if young people do not see adults showing their faith, then why are we asking them to do it? So mm. we've got to create a culture of evangelism in our churches mm. as well. Mm. This is not just about our youth work. It's so powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's very so good. powerful. So, mm. And I also think Jason's gorgeous. He is, isn't I he? I really do. He's got a great beard. It's, it's, it's one of the best beards I've seen. Yeah, it's a ginger yeah. beard. It's awesome. So, so before we... Uh, we're going to play the game in a minute, Ooh, just to excite lovely. you. We're going to play the game. But um, uh, we've, we've had a lot of challenge there. And I think it's so good to talk about this stuff. It really is. feels quite... I don't know about you. I feel quite liberated I, yeah, yeah. talking about this stuff. <laughs> um, I just want to end with a little encouragement on, on evangelism. And this is something that I once heard Rico Tice say from uh, uh, Christianity Explored. Um, and I, it's always stuck with me because evangelism can be excruciatingly difficult and, uh, you know, and, and uncomfortable for us in this, in this culture. But what he said, and it's just really taking the burden off me, is when you're talking to someone who does not let, yet know Jesus about who Jesus is, what Jesus has done for them, why it's important that they you know investigate him and get to know him themselves the holy spirit is also there behind that person whispering their ear all the way through this is true this is true this is true and and actually this idea of picturing ourselves as we step out on the front line of evangelism and actually talk actually use words talk to someone about our christian faith and why it could make sense for them too the holy spirit is there much more powerful than yes and Come actually, on. you know, helping Come us on. along. This is true. This is true. This and is true. don't so. we want that for every young person we meet? We want them to have that breathe into their life. This is the way of life walking yeah. it. And if yeah. we could be people that that kind of face the awkward, take a deep breath and begin the conversations. Yeah. Wow. And our young people too. Wow. Beautiful mind. Thank you. But now it's time for the game. Okay. And I, I, this is always a worrying time. You've done quite well, actually, recently. Have I? I'm not, I haven't I got any of them right yet. Right. No, Rachel, I haven't got any of them right. give me a... Yeah, she gave you a phone Actually, look. she's on my side with this. Yeah. So here we go. The next one, is it Matt? Is it Matt telling us? So Matt Allen, who is uh, one of our youth workers for our drop-in here in Luton, has been listening in to the conversations of young people, and he is now giving us the word for the week that we have to work out. What does this mean? And we also have to put it in a context of a sentence. So here we go. So today's word challenge is this. What is a roadman? What is a roadman? Right, I think I know this. Because automatically we think road sweeper. Oh. But I think a roadman is a Londoner. It's an, an urban, somebody kind of urban, Londoner, kind of... Oh. I'm, I'm now clicking because that feels roadmanish. All right, okay. So I think it's someone, an urban, yeah, a guy, a guy on the street, not not homeless, not, it's just a guy that kind of is... So put it in a sentence. <laughs> uh, hi, roadman. <laughs> Brilliant, you did it. You did it amazingly. Do you know Jesus? There we go. That's, that's combining roadman and evangelism. Well, let me give you, I don't think that's what it is. I, I'm confident that this, because it's come out of our drop-in centre down yeah. here, one of our volunteers is a a big burly tattooed motorcyclist mm. and I think they've called him I think they're like 
hey, that guy's the road man. So, so I think I think it's a it's a somebody who rides a motorcycle. Okay, a motorcycle. Yeah, a motorbike. A motorbike. Because you're close to the road, aren't you? Okay, you're close it, to the road. It's like a highwayman. Yes, yeah, it's, a, like it's a aspirational. Man. That guy on his motorbike over there, he is a road man. That's what I think. <laughs> and that is the kind of conversation to just have. Right, here we go. A roadman is someone who hangs out on the streets. They know their area. They know the people around there. No, mate, he's a roadman. So I'm not really sure who won that, really. No, nobody won there's that. There's nothing about bikes and there's nothing about urban. But I think we got the idea that it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Martin, go and get me my lunch. <laughs> You're the roadman. <laughs> you know the streets. People, oh, it's been so fun uh, bringing this stuff to you today. I feel just resonating in my heart that stuff about Rico Ty saying that as we're speaking, the spirit is whispering, this is true, this is true, this is true. May that be your experience today. As you hear some of this stuff that we've brought, may you just know the spirit of Jesus whispering into your life, this is for you, this is true, you are loved, you're doing a great job. And we look forward to uh, chatting with you more next week. Did you go all Rob Bell at the end? I did. And also, it probably wasn't me to do the outtake, was it? Word. 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 Word.